Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate and I'm joined, as I know, every week by my good friend, Josh. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, going well. First week of uni, have you survived it? I'm two days in and I've just been doing online lectures, so it's not too bad so far. Yeah, just living the dream at home. Yeah, mate. It's always good. Hey, uh, I forgot to say this last week. Sorry uh, for missing this, but congratulations to us for last week for our 52nd episode, which means that's our year. So today's oh, yeah. technically, I guess today's probably our, our fresh year of, of uh, podcast. Second, so, yeah. Yep. yeah, congratulations to us making it to year number two. So yeah, that's yeah, good on you, mate. Well done. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do we expect to? Uh, we kind of we're in this for the long haul, aren't we? Say that again, sir. We're we're in this for the long haul. Uh, you know, to get to one year, you're kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wasn't sure if we get there, and yeah, but no, we're in, we're in for the long haul. We're just gonna yeah keep um, tuning in each week and talk and shop. Yeah, definitely, and like um, you know, we, we <laughs> this is always just for us, just to to keep. <laughs> you know, accountable and learning and stuff. So um, no, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm happy with this. And um, yeah, it took us, a, it took us nearly a year to reach a thousand downloads. Um, but that's a thousand more than what we expected. <laughs> and a hundred listeners weekly now tuning in. Hey, US, yeah. uh, US listeners, I, I, you know, let me know, Vegemite, Tim Tams. I can, we can send it. A hundred percent, hundred percent. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, it's been been okay. Um, busy business week. Um, we'll be on the hiring train again. We're looking for some more um, staff. Um, but yeah, now it's all good. And um, yeah, enjoying enjoying earnings season. Half year reports are all out in the share market. And we're what are we? The twenty second of February, and um, you know, there's some big macro things going on at the moment. We've got potentially Russia. Well, well yeah, gee, Russia and Ukraine are having all. Um, thing on over in Europe at the moment, which has given the share market some jitters. Yeah, but mostly things have been up still, haven't they? So, however, I can't really comment too much because I don't watch the news. So, I. Uh, uh, you're talking share markets up? Yeah, it was down, no. today. It was down today, wasn't it? Yeah, look, overall, it's down. We're off our highs. I think the SP is now pretty close to correction territory. Um, I think probably about three or four days ago, it was down just under 10%. Uh, I think the Dow was very similar. The NASDAQ is down more than that. So we're, we're almost in correction territory for those, um, you know, the American you know, counterparts. But, um, and I think if you take away um, the top, you know, the big five in America, the, um, if you take them out of the index, I think, I think the index itself is down quite a fair bit. Um, if you take out Apple, Google, um amazon what's the other ones netflix and facebook yep missing one microsoft um oh yeah Adam Fox. yeah so it's like the fangum now isn't it <laughs> oh yeah it's something different yeah um you did you put tesla in there as well maybe I do, maybe but yeah if, if you take them out of the equation um the index is down a fair bit so yeah it's bit sketchy it's probably a good time to have um some inflation safe um shares you know and that's where it's you know good to have some companies that are actually earning some money and throwing out some dividends um you know that's a good good space to be in at the moment yeah definitely definitely and um yeah just don't i guess don't go doing 
too much risky stuff at this stage, hey? <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about last week, um, you know, irrespective of what's going on, macro and interest rates rising and stuff, if, if you have your watch list, you've done your deep dives and, and you know, know your risks, um, you, you can buy, you know, good businesses for, you know, what, what you think is good value. Um, so it doesn't really... You know, you might go down with the gyrations of the market, but, you know, over the 5, 10, 20 years, you should be okay. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right, let's, let's dig into, we're going to do another, um, I guess, earnings um, one here today. We're going to look at a good old legacy favourite of ours, um, A2 Milk. Yeah, well, they've just, um, well, this, this, this won't be getting played for another week, so everyone gets to listen to this a week late, but... Uh, currently, they've just kind of brought out their um, mid-year report, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listed uh, yesterday, and um, the market liked it. Yeah, and it was funny because we talked about this, and they were pretty, you know, they weren't great results, really. Um, everything's gone backwards, you know, plus 50%, and that's including, you know, its uh, revenue well, no, it's 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 uh, net income, basically. It's earnings per share have gone backwards, basically fifty percent. So there's a lot of expenses going in there, and not a lot of income. So um, that's not what you want to see in your legacy investing companies. But I think the market liked it more so because, uh, you know, I guess back in the day, A2 Milk would always aim very very low and shoot very very high, and mm. um, you know. That it was pretty good at doing that, and it, it did it quite often until it had those, you know, the good year of, of downgrades, and that ruined the share price. Yeah, but um, okay. I don't know whether they've done that um, or they've just actually done better than what they expected. So they're expecting uh, financial year 2022, at least the second half of financial year 2022, to be better than uh, what they originally. I wouldn't call it forecast because they don't really want to do forecasting at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. Well, I think. It almost seems like all the bad news is out now, and um, you know everything is, is you know could you know it's as bad as it's gotten. You know these these guys have you know what are they sitting at five dollars seventy at the moment, and they hit an all time high of was it twenty dollars almost? Um, yeah, I think they did back in you know the beginning of twenty twenty. So they have been absolutely smashed. Uh, there's been a few events going on for them. They've had just about everything possible going on. Um, <laughs> You know, borders shut, so the Daigao channel gets shut down. Chinese label birth rates are, you know, birth rates are down in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, brand awareness in America is not doing as well. Um, they've had they've had absolutely everything going on. So possibly you know, part of that is that all the bad news is out, and people are maybe getting a little bit more optimistic with the, um, you know, with them saying that, um, you know, like you said, second second half financial twenty twenty two is looking a bit better than they they had hoped. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they've kind of, I don't know, their, their business model slightly changed since it used to be the growth stock of the day, you know, mm. whereas it was just purely, I say purely, mostly a branding company, um, yep. being that they didn't actually make anything. They just slapped the label on. Yeah, slapped the label on it. And uh, they did very good at uh, marketing. Um, however, now they've changed it up a little bit. You know, they're, it's not a massive purchase, but they, you know, 75% into Matura Valley. Um, and that means higher capital expenditures and all that, whatever. But that was, I think, more of a strategic play in that they uh, co-owned it with a Chinese company. Yeah. Um, so, so just you know, just for the listeners, mate, that that's a uh, essentially a farm milk factory in um, New Zealand. 
Yeah. With um yeah. A, with with a range of products, not just milk. Yeah, definitely. So um yeah, that was a bit more of I think I think that was a bit more of a strategic play to keep their ties in with the the Chinese companies in that sense. But um yeah, what do you say we go through some of the performances and outlooks that they've brought out in their half yearly? So the numbers, let's do it. Um well let, let's start with um revenue. It, it was down um two and a half percent, but probably a little bit um masked in the fact that that part of that was the acquisition of the um, Matura Valley um, plant. And so, yeah, the revenue, if you take that out of the equation, their revenue was um, was better than previous year. Uh, no, I don't think revenue would change with expenses. We're looking at net income. That's why net income was so low. That's the net income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Net income was so low. It was 50% down year on year um, since the last period. Um, but revenue itself overall was not as good as uh, last time this year. Last year, this time. I got it right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not including, it's not including the numbers from yeah. Matura. That's why it's not looking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but saying that, um, Matura Valley did add, um, you know, it added to their revenue basically. So um, it says their other revenue is up 143% to 65 million, and that includes M uh, MVM. So it did uh, add to the revenue. However, um, MVM made an overall loss for the company. So, Which was expected. And if, if um, yeah. anyone has followed this company closely, I don't think it's supposed to turn cash flow positive till 2025. So there was about three or four years there of um, them running at a bit of a loss on that factory, that plant. Yeah, yeah. And with regards to revenue, it's always good to break it down, I guess, you know, a2 Milk is a New Zealand company, operates in, you know, Australia, New Zealand, uh, China and other Asia, uh, the USA. So a bit of a breakdown. Um, it's China and other Asia revenues were down 6% over the year. And they're, um, they use EBITDA, EBITDA rather than yeah. net income. I'd, I'd rather yeah. just use net income, but they use EBITDA. Um, I think it gives them a bit better numbers and a lot of accounting run off that. But the EBITDA was down 37% um, since the prior period. Uh, ANZ, so Australia, New Zealand markets, uh, the overall revenue was down 10%. Um, and EBITDA was down 18%. So um, take from that what you will. Um, however, they, they did mention there with regards to the ANZ market that uh, the Daigao channel, which is a cross-border e-commerce and the reselling, um, has had a bit of a bump, which is yeah. which is good because that was, you know, as much as your company don't want to rely on that, um, that massive. was how they made massive, massive margins yeah. in the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like that that, that possibly will, will come back hopefully fairly strongly with the borders opening here now. Um, yeah. Hopefully that comes back a little bit. You know, even stronger than they had an, hope they anticipate. Yeah, that would make a massive difference to their bottom line, I think, and their margins. So, um, hopefully, they they're not um, relying on that like they used to in the past. Um, hopefully, it's just a, a good little addition when it does kick back into whatever uh, level it does. Mate, round back to the Chinese side of things because that that to me that's where the business is at. You know, in terms of you know, that's where big growth is going to come from. I mean, they have really been struggling in China. And uh, we mentioned off there that A2 Milk, um, I think they're actually at a higher spend now in their marketing um, side 
than they were pre-COVID, you know, when it was at their highs. So they really are pumping this marketing train a little bit, um, you know, especially over in China, trying to get brand awareness and so forth. But it's, it's a little bit concerning about the decline over there. I think we've mentioned previously that there's more competition. Chinese people are not as inclined to go with the um, green, you know, good label from overseas. Um, birth rates have dropped over there as well. Um, but a yeah. little bit, of a, little bit um, concerning. Yeah, um, I guess the only positive takeaway is that um, they've put here on the 12-month rolling market value share um, in mother baby stores. Uh, was up 0.1% to 2.6% okay. um, compared to the, uh, June 2021. So I guess that is somewhat of a good news outcome. It says here yep. um, their retail sales for mother baby stores increased 11% in the first half of 2022 compared to the prior period okay. um, and was one of the most significant international brands that gained share in this period. Even though it's not a lot of share, like they're probably playing on that a fair bit. Um, but I guess if it's going in the right direction, it's going in the right direction. It doesn't mm. matter kind of how much. Yeah. We want to see it a lot more, but um, you know, point one of a percent, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, this has been a big hit to them. So, you know, the company is trying to um, turn around and come at it with a few different strategies and, um, you know that you know we just need to see them execute this now. It'd be um, you know it'd be interesting to see the next lot of results. Um, that's where it'll be um, interesting to see. You know, do they execute this plan? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they've they've given a pretty good uh, roadmap, essentially um, up till twenty twenty five. I think they're looking at yeah. two billion dollars uh, worth of revenue by twenty twenty five. I yeah, think it was. Have them so, back to whatever we're pre-COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the good thing is they've they haven't made that, you know, like we want to do it next year kind of thing. They've they've given right. themselves time and and they're they're starting to execute on that. Um, yeah. In terms of you know they're now like you said they're now pumping the advertising costs to new levels because they want to get that brand awareness out. And I think mm -hmm. you know realistically, like we've talked about, they they're a marketing company. So if they can do what they do good, and that is marketing, um, there's no reason why they can't get back to the levels they were, especially with borders opening in Australia. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Well, and, and this is a marketing company flush with cash. They've got almost $700 million in, in cash. Um, they, they've, they've said they're not going to do any dividends to shareholders, which might irk a few shareholders. But, you know, as a legacy investor, you, you want them to um, be putting back into the business and, um, you know, you're going, to, you're going to get a better return on equity that way. Um, 100%. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a positive thing. Yeah, if they can grow their money quicker than we can grow our money outside of the company, then they can hold on to it. So hopefully they grow it. <laughs> so that's China, mate. What about, let's talk about the US side of things because it hasn't done as well as I think they would have liked. I know they are pumping marketing over there in terms of awareness of why A2 milk is better. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're not sure if that's caught on yet in the US market. Yeah. Um, what were the figures for US? I'm just having a hard time finding it here. Yeah, so their revenue decreased 5.2%, uh, down to 32.4 million. And their EBITDA decreased 41.5%, resulting in a yep. loss of $16.4 million. Okay. 
So um, they're still, I don't think they've had a positive year yet in North America. Yeah, um, they haven't been over there too long though, is it? No, but the, I think they were they were on the track to have positive years, which obviously once it goes positive, it's much better. But um, yeah, this has just put a bit of a, a bump in that plan as well, like like it has in the whole company, I guess. Um, it's pretty beaten down at the moment and it has yeah. been for a good year now. So yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple, couple of positives with the US side is that they've launched two new pop products, um, Hershey's A2 Milk, and that sounds good. If anyone knows the Hershey's chocolates. Ooh. and um, <laughs> yeah, Hershey's A2 Milk and Hershey's A2 Milk half and half. Um, and they have been significantly higher than um, expected um, in terms of um, sales, which is... Nothing, nothing like adding a bunch of sugar to your milk and selling yeah. it in America. It's going to go crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, good marketing there. Yeah. Um, well, looking at the outlook, I guess probably we'll touch on a bit of the outlook stuff here. Um, I've got a fair bit highlighted, um, but yeah, they're, they're overall, they're expecting their um, second half to be better than what they originally expected. So yes. they've had, you know, up, upbringings in a lot more areas of the business. Um, revenue, the company's outlook for second half of 22 revenue has improved. Uh, it's still expecting to be significantly higher than the second half of 2021. Yep. Uh, and with growth now expected on one half 2022 and for financial year 2022. So they're expecting it to grow, which is okay. which is ideal. Even though it's off low lows, um, growth is good. Growth <laughs> is good. Yep. Yeah, so they're talking about, yeah, high, obviously the revenue will be higher. However, the earnings... Um, won't be higher and that's due to um, significantly increasing their brand um, and other reinvestment sort of consistent with their new growth strategy they're talking about right up until 2025. So revenue is going to go up, but their spend's also going to go up. So earnings won't change. Yeah. But they've made that clear this time. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, you know, investing back into your company to grow the company, we want to see growth investment. Um, obviously they're, uh, maintenance capital expenditure has come up a little bit with the Matura Valley purchase. Um, but at the end of the day, they are investing heavily in their growth. And if that pays off to their plan, like they've got that plan in place, they're now executing on that plan. We should see, you know, we should see that turn into longer term income, free cash. Yeah. And that's what we want to see cash coming into the company. And it, it is like, good i guess here to say too like everything's still positive you know their net their net profit after tax overall is still up you know it's not it's not it didn't go backwards even though the cash oh, position yeah. went backwards they still turned a profit and they still made cash they didn't go negative cash and that's that's what's important their overall cash position dropped but their they didn't lose cash if, if that makes sense their operating cash flow was still positive yeah, and that's a that's a good point, mate. A real positive for you know a company in this current market. You know, this is this is a company making money, and um, it's got earnings. Um, they could hand out dividends if they wanted to, um, but they're not. So you're not buying into a company that's um, you know you're borrowing a whole bunch of debt to try and grow. These guys mm -hmm. can use their own money money to grow, and yeah, positive cash flow. Yes, and that that is that is important. That's what we want to see. Um, total equity of the company rose. So from 30th of June 21 to 31st of December 21, 
uh, equity did, did go up approximately 60, 60 million. So yep. that's good. And uh, looking at uh, their liabilities, um, still no, no long-term debt. So that's good. Yeah, awesome. yep. Once again, we got a, a company here not taking on long-term debt in a very poor environment for them. So that that is good management in my opinion. Um, that's one area of good management. I don't think the uh, ROE and ROIC would be too amazing at this point, um, has been in the past, but um, that's something to keep an eye on. But um, yeah, looking at uh, cash as well. So the net cash inflow from operating activities um, is up to $98 million for the 31st of December, 21. And that's off of a base of negative 9 million in 31st of December, 2020. So positive cash again, and that's always a good thing. Net cash flow um, out, uh, net cash outflow for investing activities bumped up heavily, which is yeah. why they're, um, which is why they have that, uh, cash position drop overall mm. with cash and um, short-term investments so they're making no, mentioned- making Sorry, operating yeah. cash and that's important sorry about that i was gonna say you mentioned return on equity i mean this is a company for the last five six years that have been you know 40 plus um mm-hmm. you know and they've had everything against them and even in 2021 uh they still had a return on equity of seven so i mean if even if they can split the gap there this, this is going to be a company that still has great return on equity um, moving forward, and there's some positives here, you know, that you can see from the report. Um, yeah. Is um, and and they, and they are adding on some um, you know interesting little new plays with the Material Valley Milk. Um, so that'll be mm-hmm. interesting. I think they have talked about potential other acquisitions as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do um, with that big cash pile. Obviously, they're investing in marketing. Um, anything yeah. to do with the outlook for? Um, like the Australian side of things, the Australian New Zealand label. Um, obviously, it looks like they're expecting to do a, a better through China. Um, the English label, so it's going to be down the looks of it. Yeah, so um, with the English label uh, in formula, uh, sales expected to be up in financial year 2022 um, and up in the second half of 2022 compared to the first half of 2022. And that's just due to improved levels uh, in pricing, as well as improved execution in the ANZ reseller and cross-border e-commerce channels driven by the company's growth strategy. So that's uh, essentially saying, you know, Daygal channel is getting a bump. And at the same time, um, you know, when they have those big sales in China, um, they're expecting higher higher sales there so that's across border e-commerce that's chinese people uh, that's china and other asia buying uh, australian label online. yeah yeah yep. yeah you can see why there was a bit of a bump up in the market yesterday i mean finally it's not i really do think they've got they got caught out over the last two years that you know obviously the border's shutting and the die gouge channel i think they got caught out and and really found a bit of a fault with their business um mm-hmm business um, structure and business plan there. And, and then obviously got caught out with all the inventory, just wasn't getting sold off. They just had bucket loads of inventory sitting around as well. Um, but look, yeah, yeah this, is, this is a bit more of a positive report, which is what we were looking for. For sure. And um, the company is also expecting 
capital expenditure will be approximately 15 to 18 million during the second half of 2022. Mm. Now that's, um, that's, I guess, a bit higher than usual, except for the final, uh, the last year, because the last year saw um, capital expenditure very high due to the um, acquisition of MVM. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, usually they're sitting around overall capital expenditures of, um, uh, if we look at the property plan and equipment, which is what we look at, um, it's, it's pretty low. So the 18 million is pretty high compared to that. But overall, um, yeah, they're probably looking at a little bit more CapEx um, just given, given the MVM purchase overall. No, that's cool. This is, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention from that report, mate, or the presentation? Um, no. I noticed today, um, I noticed today Bell Potter came out with a, um, uh, where was it? Back here. Bell Potter came out with a, you know, retained their buy rating on A2 Milk and they were pretty positive with the report. They have, um, not that we worry too much about the prices, but um, they have a $7.70 price target. Um, yeah, and they, they they did like what they saw, so that's you know take take that word with what you mean, whatever you want to make of that. But um, yeah, yeah they're, they're quite positive with um. I, uh, yeah, that, that's always good to see. Um, like, yeah, analysts are a funny one to look at, aren't they? Like yeah, well, one, just, one will say gender. buy with a high number, another one will say yeah. sell with a low number. I think yeah. they've all got their own uh, agenda there. Like I know Bell Potter were were smashing the company when it was in that down downward yeah. spiral and they were just like oh no this is gonna this is gonna fail this is gonna fail this is gonna fail and then and then i'm pretty sure they bought up heavily and then changed their thing and it it, it bumped the yeah. price so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. interesting no man it's good it's a it's a good uh, company we've we've talked about a bit we've done a, a we've done a couple of dives on it i think from from memory in the past and um yeah yeah <laughs> we've we've obviously had a chat about how basically it's had a terrible two years and um yeah it looks like it might be turning this Corner. is definitely an event um yeah if you haven't ever seen one <laughs> we talk about companies that are going through events a lot so um yeah it's uh yeah well, i think it's definitely one to go back to on the the deep dive and um you know the story has definitely changed from when it was a good company until and it changed to when it was dropping like a brick and now it's changed again from that yeah. point so yeah this is one where if you've done a lot of research into it this is going to put you at a good level to decide whether or not this is worth investing in moving forward um yeah what what's it going to be worth in 10 years i don't know <laughs> not sure hopefully hopefully more than what it is now um we yeah. probably can't i mean and they've predicted that too in terms of the revenue we're looking at pure revenue that they'll yeah in, in three years time get back to where they were in 2020 uh about that two billion dollar revenue two billion dollars just think about that for a second for a milk company crazy um yeah a lot of money yeah. for milk um so yeah <laughs> if they can really get their chinese side going again the daigao come back as international borders open up here and if the u.s can really start buying up some of their hershey's sugar milk mm. <laughs> they, pure uh, sugar milk pure sugar milk yeah no, that's good, mate. Uh, anything else that you want to mention about that? I think we'll go. Over, I think we'll over the next couple of weeks. We'll probably dive into a couple more companies again. I think and just really see what's um, been happening, and we'll try and get our Bitcoin guy back again. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him on. I'm keen to have another one there. Um, Bitcoin's going up. 
what, 30% and then dropped <laughs> like 20% since we talked last. Uh, so yep. it's all over yeah. the show. So worth getting him back on. We'll have a chat again. That was always good. about it. All right, mate. Well, um, yeah, thanks for listening to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. We'll uh, catch you all again next week. Have a good one, mate. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All information on the Legacy Investing Podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial professional.